So, you know, the the bureaucrats at the top can make the rules. Um, it's another thing to enforce them or to have a way of doing it. I, I can tell you from working in the school system for six years, having a unified way of doing all this health and safety stuff. I mean, you check the boxes off when you do your training. We call it WIMIS. It's like the OSHA stuff, you know, that, that, that health and safety thing. Uh, workplace health inspection, something, something, WIMIS. It's a anyway. Um But... Uh, um, you know, it's one thing to have the, the, the mandate from on high, but it's another thing to actually put it in. So today, there was another mandate from on high here in Ontario. This is the largest province in Canada. We have about 14 million people. So you can imagine a, a country of about 38 million people or so. That's, oh, that's over. That's almost half the country. It's a little under half the country. Uh, Toronto's here. Ottawa's here. Big cities. And uh, they came out and said that there's going to be vaccination mandates for healthcare workers, which essentially includes nurses and anyone who works in uh, health care. Um, and uh, they're also going to have um, uh, vaccine mandates for people who work in schools, which essentially includes teachers, education assistants, administrators, and so forth. The problem is, is that... Uh, the law, the the narrative that they're saying is that it's only going to have they're only going to have man, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here, exemptions. They're only going to have exemptions for reasons of medical health, okay. Um, but under the Canadian law, there are plenty of exemptions for human rights reasons, and these things go deep into case law and this sort of thing. They've been won before. There were nurses who were supposed to have vaccine mandates a couple, three, four years ago, and they said it was a privacy thing, and the court said, yes, your privacy is protected, blah, blah, blah. So these orders are coming down, um, but it's going to be a disaster. There's an election coming up on September 20th, as I said, but what's happening is going to be an unmitigated disaster of public policy. That's just what's going to happen, but it doesn't mean it's not scary, it doesn't mean it's not forcing a lot of people. I've got friends who are teachers and they are faithful, devout Christians and they are not going to take this vaccine. And they were just told today on uh, August 17th, they got to go back to work in, I don't know, 14 days or 17, 18 days or whatever it is, 23 weeks. And uh, they are apparently required now that they're going to have to get vaccinated. Well, here's the thing. You couldn't even get two vaccines in that amount of time if you wanted to, not that they're going to. But the point is, logistics of this thing are a disaster. The unions are going to be uh, tested, <laughs> uh, whether or not um, whether or not the unions are actually going to do what they're supposed to do, I doubt it. Um, it's a disaster. My my brain is a little scattered because I've been reading the news all day, and it's it's uh, looking pretty strange. Well, the thing is, guys, not every place is doing this thing the same way. Obviously, Florida, South Dakota, various states, various countries are all reacting in a very sane way. Uh, there's a, a shade or degree of sanity from every different perspective all the way through. And then you get places like here where it's just absolutely bananas nuts. Wherever you are, this fight, in a sense, is just beginning. This is a new fight. This whole vaccine mandate thing. This narrative about the coronavirus, we know it was planned. We know there was a trajectory. We know that, uh, well, we know that there were a lot of things behind the scenes. Back when this thing started, I remember texting a colleague of mine at the school asking if we thought there was going to be a rugby season. 
because this was the beginning of or mid, late March, and I thought maybe we might be back by May or something like that. And he said, no, they're saying this is going to go on for two years. <laughs> you know, we knew it was, I mean, you hope for the best, and, and uh, but even if you're in a place like Florida, you know, you watch Ron DeSantis today, one of his many press conferences or whatever he's doing, and and he's still they're still dealing with it. I mean, they're winning. They're doing the right thing, but they still have to fight it, is my point. So wherever you are, you're in a war. It's time for war, ladies and gentlemen. It is. It's time for war. It is time uh, to go after the enemy. There is no more time for the defensive. It's gone. It's been gone for a long time. you got to stop wearing your damn masks. I'm sorry, but you have to stop. You have to stop wearing your friggin' masks. If you can't withstand a little bit of pressure because someone looks at you funny in a grocery store, good luck in the gulags, buddy. You think you're going to withstand the vaccine mandate when they say they're going to take away your house? When you can't keep a face diaper off your chin? I'm tired. I got to say these things because it's been bugging me lately. I'm tired of every bloody Christian saying it's a matter of prudence. Prudence doesn't mean doing the wrong thing just because it's not going to cause a scene. Prudence means weighing all your options and doing the right thing. If you've been putting a mask on for the last 18 months when you could have just driven a little further, gone to a different store, been a bit uncomfortable, printed off a dang document from some exemption website, something. That don't you dare complain about where we are right now. Take off your mask. You think you're going to resist the jab when they come for your job and you've been breathing through a piece of humid cotton for the last 18 months? Really? I missed that part when I read this, the Gulag Archipelago, where Solzhenitsyn talked about the resistors of the uh, communists. Hmm? It's time to strap up, ladies and gentlemen. They won't stop unless you make them stop. This isn't going anywhere anytime soon if you don't grow a pair and stand up straight and take off the diaper. Oh, it's, it's uncomfortable. You know what's uncomfortable? Communism. I live, this is not a humble break. I live in one of the worst freaking places. I'm trying not to swear. I live in one of the worst places there is for this nonsense. And I don't wear a mask. You live in a red state, you still put one on? If there's a mandate? It's probably not mandates right now, but you know what I'm saying. Oh, I need my Costco membership. No, you don't. People had families that were much larger than yours for the entirety of human history, and they didn't have Costco. We got rid of our Costco membership. You know why? Because when this whole thing started a year and a half ago, I went there, I wanted to get some pancake mix. It looked like a bloody scene out of The Walking Dead. And I thought, nope. I thought, there's no way that I'm going to be shopping here. If you've been putting it on 
If you've been if you've been putting the ear loop on for the last 18 months. And you think you're going to resist when they come for your job? You've already made your decision. You've already made your decision. Yeah, what I'm saying right now is going to tick some people off. Well, to make an omelet, sometimes you've got to break a few eggs. You know what I'm saying? I had to get that out, ladies and gentlemen. The pressure was great living up here, and I'm just tired of people saying, I'm saving my strength. I'm going to wear the mask because when it really counts, I'm going to fight. Maybe, or maybe you're conditioning yourself to comply. Do you ever think of that? Do you know how hard it is to just turn it on? Do you know how hard it is to say, I'm going to give in now for comfort, but then when it gets harder, I'm going to embrace that discomfort? Listen, there are places where you cannot not wear a mask. I get it. You got to go to the hospital. I've worn a mask to the hospital the one or two times I was in there. My wife miscarried. I mean, I've, I've worn a mask for that reason. I had to go to the dentist. They wouldn't let me in. There were no exemptions. It's a health place, whatever. It just wasn't going to happen. I guess I could have got a lawyer or something and spent $10,000 to, to get a thing saying that, you know, it's not going to happen. But every place of work or every place of business has exemptions. And you'll find a place. The mask is the symbol that the government owns your face. That they own your thoughts because they filter what comes out of your mouth.